Preface of the Biography of Muhammad G. Bakwakwa. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Biography of Muhammad G. Bakwakwa by Samuel Moore. Preface and Compiler's Notes. In compiling the following pages, many difficulties have had naturally to be encountered in consequence of the imperfect English spoken by Mahama, but great care has been taken to render the work as readable and clear as possible to the capacities of all classes of readers. The description of the people, their manners and customs, of that country, which is so little known to the world at large, will be found highly instructive. The friends of the poor African Negro and the colored race generally will be greatly benefited by reading the work carefully from beginning to end. They will there see throughout its pages the horrible sufferings and tortures inflicted upon that portion of God's creatures, merely because their skin is of a darker hue, notwithstanding their hearts are as soft and flexible as the men of paler caste. The cherished object of Mahama has been, for a long time past, indeed, ever since his conversion to Christianity, whilst at Haiti, to be enabled to return again to his native land, to instruct his own people in the ways of the gospel of Christ, and to be the means of their salvation, which it is to be hoped he will be able to accomplish ere long. In the meantime, he has become a subject of the Queen of England, and is at present living under her benign laws and influence in Canada, stirring up the colored population and agitating for the abolition of slavery all over the world a cause which ought to occupy the hearts and feelings of every benevolent and charitable man and woman throughout the world. The slaves themselves, it is to be hoped, will be benefited by every line that is written in their favor, simple as the style may be. As their cause is the cause of suffering humanity, how can any one boasting of the religion of Jesus Christ for one moment seek to uphold slavery as it is for a single day? No, it cannot be. The system of slavery and the doctrines of Christ are quite opposed to each other, no matter what the defenders of the system may say. Readers, judge for yourselves and act for yourselves. Depend not on the dogmas of any men or class of men, but read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest the subject matter of these pages, and compare the treatment of those poor creatures under the yoke of slavery and the gospel of Christ and you will soon come to the conclusion that it will not bear comparison with any one portion of the good book which says, My yoke is easy and my burden is light, for the yoke of slavery is hard and the burdens are not light but exceedingly heavy. Too much cannot be said, written or published, on the horrible system of slavery. To bring the brutal subject to an end, the more that is said and done in the way of agitating the subject the better for all classes, the better for slave owners to get rid of the accursed sin, and the better for the poor slaves to rid them of their yoke. Let all whose hearts are not of adamant and whose nerves are not of steel advance his views in every possible way, and the slave may soon become free, and bless the day that made him so, and the hands that knock the shackles from his bleeding hands and feet, and snatch the whip from out the tyrant master's hand, who bound up all the Negro's wounds and applied balm to his writhing body. 
Can the humane and philanthropic who struggled for the freedom of the slaves in the West India possessions some years ago, and which cost the British people some millions of pounds sterling, I say, can they forget the pleasurable feelings that event gave to them? The Society of Friends were the principal agitators in that movement, and the blessings and prayers of the poor liberated slaves ascended the altars of heaven on that great occasion. Can they forget the kindlier feelings of their nature that was stirred up within them on that occasion? Can they ever, think you, forget the glorious day which made their fellow creatures free? Can they forget the first of August of that eventful year? Ho, oh, then, friends of humanity, bestir yourselves again, as did those good men on that occasion, and persevere until you have accomplished the work you have set yourselves to do as those in days gone by had done. This little work may have its desired effect wherever it is read, and no doubt the sufferings of the subject, Mahama, will bring the tear to many a pitying eye, and the blush to many a dimpled cheek, in shame for the cruelty practiced upon him by men bearing the image of their maker. Many a blush will be summoned to the cheeks of innocence, whilst this work is in progress of perusal. The descriptive part of this work cannot but prove highly interesting to the general reader, as such descriptions coming from the mouth of a native who has passed through all the places described in the interior of a country like Africa. Many works descriptive of the country have issued from the press from time to time, but none have appeared like the present. It is simply a compilation or narration of events happening in the life of the man himself who narrates them and given without any figured speech, but in the plainest style possible. All the phrases used are familiar as household words. Consequently, it will be easily understood by all who read it. It is written so plainly, in point of speech, that he who runs may read. The different customs and ceremonies are very amusing, and may, according to the way in which it is read, prove highly instructive as well. It is hoped that, at any rate, good may be accomplished by its publication. If it should be the province of Mahama to go out to Africa as a missionary, according to his heart's desire, it is his intention, if he is permitted to return to this country, to issue this work in a larger form, with the addition of matters that has either been entirely left out or curtailed for want of space, together with his success amongst his native race, the people of his own clime. End of preface.